it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast made by fans like you, for fans like you. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. I am your mighty host, and I wanted to say that for a reason, Nate. My name's Joe Kuzma. Joining me today once again Man, we, we're doing this a lot, man. This might be a good luck charm. Nate, uh, Nathaniel Bodner, I always, Nate for short. I think you hate the word, uh, the name Nate, don't you? No, Nate's okay. <laughs> Nate's, Nate's okay. okay. Nathan is not okay. If you yeah. call me Nate, then I might have to come to your house. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, you know what? And I don't like Joey either. My uh, full given name is Joseph. I, I live with Joe, but Joey is like the thing that happened when I went uh, anywhere for the holidays, relatives would pinch your cheeks and oh my, how big you're getting and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I did, did not care for Joey. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I can picture that actually, I can see that happening to you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually, eventually they had to look up to me, uh, for most people. In fact, the first time Nate met me, he didn't, he said, man, you're a giant. <laughs> I'm, I did. I'm six, I did. five. I'm, I'm about the, I'm almost the size of Ladarius green who we've just seen is not practiced for uh, a second yeah. day in a row. And you have some, uh, well, I'm going to kick this over to you as far as the injury report. I saw some yeah, people. Yeah, let's start off with that. Sky was falling with the injury report from Wednesday, Thursday's injury report, about where we expected it because we all knew that Ben and D'Angelo Williams and some of those guys were just getting a day off. Some others practiced in full. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger always gets the day off on Wednesday. Well, not always, but most of the time he does. And uh, the injury report looks really good. 
Um, but there's that one thing that's not looking good, and that's Ladarius Green. He did not participate along with Anthony uh, Ciccolo and Ricardo Matthews. Uh, limited participation, you have Bud Dupree and Fitzgerald Toussaint. Toussaint has that concussion, and Dupree has a shin problem. Uh, full participation, you have Sean Davis, Shoulder, uh, Robert Golden, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, do not need to worry about Ben Roethlisberger. Guys, tougher than nails. Uh, Stefan Tuitt and Vince Williams. So the injury report's looking good on the side of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, I'm loving it. You know, we said last week that Vince Williams himself tweeted out he has two shoulders, so I'm not too worried yes. about him either. And uh, Terry Fletcher got ahead of the game on Monday, as we, as I've always saying about Terry, she knows she's like our um, uh, SCU team mom slash nurse slash doc. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she she knows she knows all these ailments, and she said that the walking boot was just precautionary because of the change from the. Arctic temperatures, second coldest game ever, Heinz Field uh, history, uh, second coldest playoff game, I should say. There may have been colder games, but I don't. maybe it was in Heinz Field. I, I don't know. I haven't been anything that cold for a while. Speaking of, I just got over a cold myself, which I even had uh, back on Sunday. Lips still somewhat chapped from that game despite having chapstick with me. So uh, I guess it's not going to be much cozier in Kansas City seeing everything from freezing rain to snow, 60% chance. Uh, it's going to be loud. It's going to be cold. They play on grass there. It's, it's a very similar environment for the Steelers. Uh, heading into this game with a Kansas City Chiefs team who has also won 12 games, but they did so in the regular season. They're sitting on a bye. We know Andy Reid pretty good after a bye week. He seems to win quite a bit. I don't know. What do you think about this Chiefs game? I have a gut feeling. Uh, I have a good gut feeling about this entire situation. I, you know, I do too, Joe. Um, I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to do everything that he does in every single game. People look at his road, uh, pl- uh, road games that he's done this year and how he struggled. Well, he's pretty good uh, against the road in the playoffs. Um, and also, he has an outstanding record against the Chiefs. He has a five and one record against this team. So hopefully that goes to six and one, and he you know does really well. But I just I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be completely fine. People are talking about his mobility. Is he going to be mobile with that ankle injury that he sustained against the um, Miami Dolphins? I think that he's going to be mobile. I think that they're going to lean on the running game like they did against Miami. Le'Veon Bell had the postseason record for the rushing yards and I believe two touchdowns that he capped that off with great player uh if they lead uh with Le'Veon Bell and just run down the Chiefs throats I think that they have a really good shot at winning this football game you know I do too and everyone who's talking about Big Ben and mobility I really rolled my eyes on that mm-hmm. uh you know it's just uh I don't know. I, I, I even went out there and, and on a limb, and Ben's had some pretty ridiculously not-so-good games this year, and one of those was in Buffalo. It was snowing, and I see something that's uh, very similar in, in the way that this could turn out. Even if Ben doesn't have a very strong game, as you said, they could lean on Le'Veon Bell. In fact, Brian Roach over here at uh, Steel City Underground is predicting that Le'Veon Bell breaks his postseason record that he uh, set a Steelers franchise record last week for rushing yards. He predicts he's going to break that this week. Um, Again? Oh, my. Well, 
it's yeah, you know, it's certainly I like that. It's certainly plausible. Uh, like we said, Andy Andy Reid has a um, uh, sixteen and two career coaching mark with the extra week. Um, and even if Ben isn't at his sharpest, now I understand the Chiefs didn't have Justin Houston that first time around, but they also don't have Derek Johnson, who's out for the season with his Achilles injury. Steelers put up 22 in the first quarter the last time these two teams got together. I feel that Steelers' defense was not as strong then, and of course this Chiefs' defense is supposed to be their, their number one in the league in takeaways, but they're 26th against the run, so that's where I'm basing my thought process process from here man this could be the Le'Veon Bell show again yeah I think it's going to be the Le'Veon Bell show um and one thing that the thing that scares me the most about this game just real quick is the special teams and we can talk about that in a little bit but Tyree Kill in particular the guy is a beast he is just unbelievable um but if you want to talk about a person that is really good in the postseason it's Alex Smith now, I, I did some research on this, and this is according to Gil Brandt on Twitter. Now, in five postseason games, Alex Smith has tossed 11 touchdowns to just one interception. That's uh, unbelievable. He owns a 99.1 quarterback rating in those games, throwing for 240-plus yards in three of them. Okay. Now, we're talking about Alex Smith in the postseason. In the regular season, he had 15 touchdowns, eight interceptions, threw for 3,500 yards, and had a 91.2 passer rating. Now, Alex Smith doesn't throw that many touchdowns. He throws a little bit of interceptions. He is a quarterback that tends to go down the football field by throwing the dink and dunk passes. That's the whole offense. And this year, they decided to run the football with – they have uh, Spencer, Spencer Ware. Ware. Yeah. yeah, Spencer Ware running the football. Now, his statistics do not stand out that much. He has rushed for 214 times, that's how many carries, 921 yards and three touchdowns. So that's not – it's not great. But they have continuity with the running backs, and they also use Tyreek Hill in the running game. And against Denver, they were absolutely – just destroying them with Tyree Kill, running the football uh, with the whole returns and kick returns. The guy can line up as a receiver. I mean, it's unbelievable what he can do. So my main X factor in this game is going to be Tyree Kill, how they get him implemented and how the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and special teams stops him. Yeah, and you know what else? Um, Spencer Ware, and one reason he doesn't jump so much off the page, too, the last time the Steelers met when they played at Heinz Field uh, week four, they were still there was still talk of getting Jamal Charles back on the field. He was he started the season on the pup list. He ended up on IR. I don't even know that he carried the ball a dozen times this season. Uh, Spencer Ware had his own issues. I believe he was in con- concussion protocol uh, heading into like the last quarter of the season. So they still have another uh, handy... Uh, back in the name of Charchandrick West, who chopped us up pretty good at Arrowhead last year. But you know what? The Chiefs, they're, they're not an impossible team to beat. Uh, they kind of they try and dictate the pace of these games. And if you heard uh, Ben talk the other day about it, which I'm sure you did, Nate, um, Ben was saying how they're going to try and neutralize the crowd uh, by playing their no huddle. They're going to try and go with a hurry-up offense, and they're going to try and keep the Chiefs' defense on their heels. And the Chiefs' defense, I mean, this is the way Kansas City works. Was it 15 touchdowns to eight uh, interceptions is Alex yes. Smith, even though he threw for yep. like 3,500 yards. Yeah. Uh, they just 
it's a very odd team to put your finger on because they they lost at home to the Tennessee Titans 19 to 7. they beat the Oakland Raiders at home 21-13, but they're largely just low-scoring games. They won an overtime game in Denver uh, by a field goal. They lost at home to Tampa Bay by two points. They won on the road by a field goal again against the Panthers. Uh, you know, the a lot of these games are a lot closer and they should be throughout the season, with the exception of the one game. In fact, they even beat the Atlanta Falcons by uh, just a point. And you're just looking at this up and down. In fact, the Chargers, even playing in San Diego to uh, on in Week 17, uh, they end up winning that game, but that game was a lot closer than it appeared for a, a good portion of it. I remember being very frustrated because I think I had like Philip Rivers and somebody else, uh, of course, going back to fantasy football. So I remember I was watching some of that game. I, I don't know. It's just something – there's something that doesn't sit well with me, with me when it comes to the Chiefs, and everybody's so worried. I think they're worried because it's they want to say it's been the, uh, the stories in reverse now. Uh, the Steelers were favored last week. They're not favored this week. They go on the road. The Jekyll and Hyde thing, of course, they got beat pretty badly by the Dolphins. They got the revenge on that. So is this going to be a a turnaround here? Are we going to go in too overconfident? I don't know. Kansas City's defense uh, passing, they're 18th. The Steelers, believe it or not, are 16th. And that's despite that giveaway takeaway. You've got like Marcus Peters and Eric Berry. And they've all combined on this team for 13 interceptions. Uh, they've taken three of those back to the house with touchdowns. We talk about Tyreek Hill being a speed demon in special teams. I like our specialists in this game. Uh, their specialists are pretty good too, like Cairo Santos as far as being a kicker. Boswell is pretty solid. He's got ice in his veins. Jordan Berry can kick the ball pretty deep. I think you keep the ball away from Tyreek Hill. I think you got to get rid of the dumb mental mistakes of bringing the ball out of the end zone and just take the touch back. And it's just tackling. And I and I feel but the question. The question is, can Chris Boswell get the touch back? Sometimes he just doesn't get it. Or I'm actually, well, you were talking about. Yeah, my bad. But but Chris <laughs> Boswell needs to get the touchbacks going so Tyreek Kill or anybody on the Chiefs don't take it back. But I see what you're saying with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I, I got you. I messed that up, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. And, and you, you know, know what? It doesn't, you know what? It doesn't even matter because Boswell put one six yards into the end zone last week against the Dolphins, and uh, was it Kenyon Drake or Damian Williams? It was one of the running backs. Yeah, it was uh, Drake. He returned about thirty-two yards or so. He got up to about. He went further than that. He almost got up to like midfield. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a solid return, but there was a block in the back that was missed, and you just gotta you just gotta sure. play through that. So I don't know. I'm not panicking as much about this. Uh, Jordan Berry still booted both of his punts for like forty yards. Or so it's just the coverage things and Darius Hayward Bay. You know he made a comment about Tyreek Hill as well. He says, "You know I'm fast too," is what he I said. Yes, he's he's extremely fast. I I mean I would have to say that Tyreek Hill's faster because he's younger and he really is probably the fastest player. Um, I mean he's the fastest player in Madden now if you want to say that, but he is extremely fast. But Darius Hayward Bay is absolutely uh, you know up there, so he can 
probably catch him if he's slowed down a little bit. I don't know, but hopefully we don't have to see that because that means that Tyreek Hill's off to the races. And if he's off to the races, then I'm screaming and I'm upset. And we don't want that. I want to be happy, excited. I want to get this game going here and just enjoy it, you know. Just hopefully the Pittsburgh Steelers come to play because that that's something that they need to do. And we were talking about Tyreek Kill and the special teams and all that. I mean, there's a player on the offense, and his name is Travis Kelsey. The guy's just like Gronkowski. I mean, he had 85 receptions for 1,125 yards and four touchdowns. The guy can make plays. And Mike Mitchell said it uh, today or yesterday. He said to the media that he is one of the best receiving tight ends, and that is uh, next to Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins. So I don't know. Maybe watch this guy too because he took a screen 80 yards to the house against Denver, I believe it was. This guy has all the attributes to be a a, a devastating player and a true game changer so i would definitely have to watch out for him on the the offensive side of the football um so and that's the safety blanket for uh, alex smith yeah and as we know in week four the steelers put justin gilbert almost exclusively on travis kelsey i think he had like five catches 22 yards 25 yards something like really just pedestrian and the steelers uh they for the overall i mean they, they get killed by gronk on one uh touchdown with no safety help and uh, that was in a game that didn't feature Ben Roethlisberger. That was long before you had these young guns playing, such as Artie Burns and Sean Davis, who are now fixtures of this defense. It's the same thing that I was hammering home uh, last week, talking about the Dolphins facing a different-looking Steelers defense. They're going to be facing the same Steelers offense because this was Le'Veon Bell's coming-out party. This was the first game he got to play following suspension, and he put up uh, uh, ungodly numbers. I got you know what? I got to pull it up. I think it was around 175 all-purpose yards. And you know what? I think they're going to have just as much trouble with or without Justin Houston being in there, uh, just flipping out one of the linebackers. I think they're going to have just as many problems. You're going to see a similar game plan, I think, to the Dolphins game because you're going to have to take one of these safeties down to try and concentrate on uh, Le'Veon Bell. And when you do that, that's going to open up things for Antonio Brown and company as far as uh, catching passes. Uh, And, geez, if you leave that one safety – one safety high. We saw how that worked uh, against the Dolphins. It wasn't exactly a good game plan. And then they still handed off the ball 10 times against the highest paid defensive line in professional football and 10 straight times. They knew what was coming. They couldn't stop it. No, they got a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell got a touchdown. They literally ran the ball. You said 10 straight times. And it couldn't stop Le'Veon Bell. And I think that's just unbelievable uh, if you ask me. Yeah, and uh, just talking a little more defensively and how the Steelers have improved, uh, their Steelers defense ranks 10th in points allowed. They're fourth in red zone defense, and that's considering that they allowed 27 points or more four times in the first half of the season, but their last eight games and last week included factored into that. So during this eight-game winning streak, they have allowed opponents only 20 points or fewer five of those eight times. Uh, the Chiefs, on the other hand, are like third from last, third like third worst in the NFL in a red zone scoring percentage. So this is going to be 
this this is going to be a very similar game. I can't wait to see what ends up happening. My gut feeling is it might be a little bit closer in this Miami game. I don't expect sparks early, but the Steelers have shown us so many different things. Now, we may not have Ladarius Green, but as we talked before, uh, they didn't have him last week either. They're capable yeah, of running the Jesse football. Jesse James did great. Yeah. Did you see the block? I mean, that block that he had, A.B., 50 yards for just a screen play. And A.B. patiently waits for Jesse James and Kobe Hamilton to make their blocks, and he's down the sideline. Jesse James doesn't have to be a sexy guy that goes out there and catches 50 or not 50. You can't, if you can do that, then, oh my, you're the best ever. <laughs> but like, he doesn't have to catch like 10 catches for over 150 yards or whatever Ladarius Green did against the Giants. He doesn't have to shred that defense. He just has to block, do his plays, and the other players will get open and make plays like Antonio Brown. So they've got so many options on offense. This is a team, too, that they know how to play with a lead. They know how to come back from behind. Uh, a lot has been said about you know some of the teams that they've played. They're 4-3 and three against postseason teams. That one was down to the wire with the Dallas Cowboys. That's one of those three losses. Another one was already avenged against the Miami Dolphins. And then, of course, the third, like I had mentioned earlier, without Ben against the New England Patriots. Uh, so and then the Chiefs are four and two against playoff teams this year, and I think just going back to Alex Smith for a second, Alex Smith has five rushing rushing touchdowns on the ground. He's somewhat mobile, but the Steelers are able to drop him four times. He's only gone down twenty eight times for the season, but the Kansas City Chiefs line gave up a total of thirty two sacks because the other four go to Nick Foles in that one relief appearance that he ended up playing uh, in the middle. I think like week ten, week eleven when Alex Smith was ruled out for that game. So I don't think it's a question of whether or not the Steelers can get after the quarterback. We know they could turn over the ball. We know they're capable on offense. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I don't know that it would be nearly as competitive maybe if the Chiefs didn't have a bye. That's pretty much the only thing that's really got me shaking before we play the Houston Texans in the AFC Championship at Heinz Field a week from, well, I guess this Sunday, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm just, jumping to it, man. I'm telling you, I, I think jumping? I think Bill O'Brien knows the Patriots' Whoa. way. Bill O'Brien, you think Bill is going to do it? And Brock, oh, no. Bill and Brock. Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Brock real quick. That guy is he the postseason Eli Manning? I mean, he just put on a show. I mean, I I know it was against the Raiders, and they really didn't have that much confidence because Derek Carr's down and all that. But, I mean, Brock Osweiler put some nice passes together, and he just – the Raiders fair and square and I thought that me we might see a, a better version of Brock Osweiler in the postseason here and gosh if if they beat the Patriots that I said that that's the biggest upset of the millennium <laughs> it's like the ever for like ever that would that'd be um, amazing um I, it's my wish list I I don't know <laughs> I don't know that it will happen but this team I think this team's hot I think they've faced adversity I think I, I don't always think that a buy is necessarily beneficial you see it happen all the time in college football where these teams sit uh, you know they sit around for a couple weeks and wait to play we've seen it happen in the NFL teams come out flat I mean look at the Arizona Cardinals uh, last year they had a buy and they just got like shellacked by the Green Bay Packers and it's just, you know, what was it? Palmer goes out, throws four picks, and so I think there could be. A... Was, oh, the pan- yeah, the Panthers. I think it was right. Yeah, against the Panthers uh, with 
the Cardinals. Oh, Yusuf, maybe, maybe. Packers. Yeah, and, and he just he was throwing to Kirk Coleman, their safety, the whole time. It was like, oh, let's just get see how many interceptions Kirk Coleman could do. And it, it was unbelievable, that slaughterhouse affair. And hopefully, hopefully, Pittsburgh does that to the Chiefs at their house. Because if they do that, I'm feeling good uh, about the Patriots the following week. Unless Bill and Brock show up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, you know, I'm being a little bit silly, but Steelers are a point and a half underdogs, not totally out of the out of the realm of uh, plausibility there. Vegas likes to set the home team as favorites, especially in these uh, push-type situations. Over-under is 44, which uh, was still interesting up until those final moments last week, at least for people who had some money on the game. So I guess uh, I guess we got to think here in terms of what do you think as far as over-under? Do you think the Chiefs – well, first of all, you think the Steelers hold the Chiefs to under 20 points? I think that's something that's very plausible, even if okay. they have four or five Cairo Santos uh, field goals. What's, what's you that want a final you score? You want a final score? I hate final scores. I'm just thinking – I want a final score. Twenty. <laughs> I'm going to get a little close here. I'm going to say 27 27- 14. I'm going to go two touchdowns here. I'm not going to go no Carlos Santos field goals. I'm going to think I think they throw two early touchdowns. They have a 14 to 7 lead uh going into halftime and then after that they just they just don't do anything. They get a late touchdown maybe in the third or fourth quarter and then Pittsburgh their continuity starts to connect and they move down the field with Le'Veon Bell because I think Todd Haley's just going to start throwing it and, and be Todd Haley. Sometimes he's a little stubborn and doesn't go with, uh, doesn't look at the statistics like you said with the ranked, uh, the rush defense that the Chiefs have. I think you said 28th or something like that. Yeah, in, they're in near the, the bottom, mm-hmm. and they're not. And I think Todd Haley sometimes doesn't look at that. He's like, oh well, they they think we're going to run the football, so let's pass, you know. So I think he's going to do that maybe in the first or second quarter, maybe both quarters, and then in the second half, I think Pittsburgh's going to put it together and uh, just get this game going because I I just really have a feeling that Pittsburgh's going to win the game and and that's just maybe my inner love for the team but I really I can see it I can see it happening and I I I just don't know I really hope that they come together stop Tyreek Hill like I said I even wrote an article on that this week on my website and and stop tight end uh travis kelsey because those are the two playmakers alex smith he has the mobility to move out of the pocket make a few plays but he's not lightning fast like a colin kaepernick or anything um and and i said his name because he kind of took his job with the 49ers i'm not saying that because you know just a crazy crazy example because you know everybody hates kaepernick but yeah i think that pittsburgh wins this game and i think it might be a comeback attempt in the second half of the football game so. Yeah, you know, I hate putting any type of um, – I hate putting – I hate predicting scores. But my, Yeah, but our predictions are on point, Joe. I, can a we, lot of them just, have been. They really have Just one second. Just one second. Let's just tell the viewers here, the listeners, okay, that together we predicted like four, four or five things that happened – against the Miami Dolphins and I said that I think that I think I don't know if I said this but I said something along the lines of Lippin he better watch out and that guy got torched I mean he got hit by Eli Rogers late in the game it got a flag you know but it just oh I think that I think we had four or five calls right in that game so hopefully a few of these go right but I don't know that's a 
Wait to find out. You know, and I'm trying to point out because I was I was really bragging up to you, and I'm trying to look through our little uh, private chat. Lippet was definitely one of them. We were talking about the, uh, the Chris Boswell missed the field goal in the open end. We we're talking about the swirling winds and everything. Uh, there were some a few other things that had happened. So, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tie down to a score other than I do like. I think the Steelers get close to 30. I don't know that they put up 30. Uh, I like your 27. I could see Tomlin going for two and missing it. So that's uh, that's four touchdowns there with a missed, uh, with not taking the extra point on one of them because they go for two and miss, <laughs> uh, trying to be aggressive. Uh, and I don't know, man. The Chiefs, I don't know that I could see them doing 20. If they get the 20, I could even see a score of like 27-22. Uh, like I said, Santos is usually pretty solid. He's missed a few extra points this year. He's missed a few field goals. That type of thing happens. And just for nostalgia, the last two times or the last time these these two teams met, the only time they've met in the postseason at Arrowhead was back in 1994, January 8th. It was an overtime 27-24 win, very similar score to what we're predicting. Uh, that was Joe Montana playing back for the Chiefs uh, on the back end of his career after leaving the 49ers, allowing Steve Young to take over there. So a little bit of nostalgia there, and I'm still trying to figure out. And you know what? Uh, somebody can actually ping me on this. It's I, I was like a teenager. I was young. You were probably not even thought of yet, Nate. Uh, you're a lot <laughs> younger than me. So yeah. I, I have a, a vague memory, and, I, and of course none of this stuff really exists on the Internet to look up because this is like – Pre, it's almost pre-computer era in 94. You didn't even have Windows 95 yet as far as an operating system. So you're still dealing with floppy disks and the big floppy disks and all that jazz. Uh, I want to know, folks, uh, is this a game I think I think Darren Perry, uh, safety for the Steelers, or it may have even been uh, cornerback Dion Figures, and I'm really like – I'm drawing a blank, but it just came to mind. I'm really thinking one of these guys got ejected in that game, and it made a little bit of a difference in trying to defend Joe Montana. So um, it's just one of those things, man. It's uh, I hope the Steelers feel this is in, within reach. Both of these teams, you know, they were pretty hot. It's hard to win all, so many games that you win in a row and keep this thing going. But I'm feeling pretty good about it just like you are. And all I can say is I think the Steelers get close to 30. They're going to score just a little bit more than what the Chiefs do. I think they have enough on both sides of the ball, a lot, actually more, to get them into this AFC championship game. And as I said, hey, go Texans. I hope this get, that, that ends up happening, guys. We're going to be playing. We're going to be hosting the AFC championship at Heinz Field. That's what I want to do. Let's host it. Let's host it, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Me and you, let's, let's go. Let's say Rooney's. Let's go. Let's host this. Joe Kuzma, Nathaniel Bodner. We got this because I just, oh, gosh, I hope that happens. That's that's one of the things that I hope that happens this weekend um, coming up here. But I have one more. Qu- I actually have a question for you, Joe. Real simple. Um, what are your thoughts on Bud Dupree? Okay, this guy's lights out football here. Not, I'm not talking about the hit lights out with with Matt Moore here. I'm talking about lights out football because you know that Matt Moore he's all that. But he got fined are, 18k for that. By yes, the way, he did. what are your thoughts on Bud Dupree? I got one more question. And what are your thoughts on the noise level at Arrowhead Stadium? And is that going to be a factor in your in your opinion? Because I know that Ben talked about it and Haley and everybody. But what are your thoughts on? The noise factor at Arrowhead and Bud Dupree. Well, you know what? Noise factor at Arrowhead, 
uh, it provided the offensive line doesn't have any hiccups. We still have everyone out there as far as Ramon Foster and Marquise Pouncey. Ramon is uh, responsible, of course, for that silent little the little snap count with the tap uh, over to uh, Pouncey. And, of course, we've seen what happens when Pouncey isn't out there as a center when he hurt his finger. That was, uh, oh, geez, was that the Ravens game, I think, uh, that was in Baltimore. So there, there's a lot of just uh, consistency there. There, there's rhythm, there's familiarity. I think that's the only thing that really derailed the Steelers here. We heard Ben talk about like one of his interceptions was someone ran the wrong route. Uh, we saw something where they were he was even off the page with Antonio Brown late in the game, and that's the one where he got uh, he got hit, and, he, and I think that was part of that too. So as long as as long as all systems are go, everyone's healthy, and there's no reason to believe the line shouldn't be. Those guys have been playing every snap for practically the entire year. I think on offense they will be A-OK. If they can happen to maybe put this up to scores, this will quiet that crowd out. It'll be cold. Trust me, when it was cold and, and uh, the Steelers even had the lead, we were getting a little quiet even with the Dolphins, believe it or not. Uh, so fans get worn out too. Uh, as far as on the defensive side of the ball, there won't be any crowd noise because if anyone is, is this was what we were talking about last week. It's like the home team should not be those home fans should not be making any noise while their team has the ball. It's just going to screw them up. So I think as far as defensive communication, they're going to be a okay there. Bud Dupree, man, let me tell you about that guy. Um, I don't even know where to start to be completely honest. I thought he would improve this pass rush. I was I didn't know that he would make it. He's made even James Harrison better during this stretch from December on when he came back and started playing full-time. The guy's a beast. He could deflect passes. He could drop into coverage. He's fast. He closes in. I mean, geez, I I thought it was Ryan Shazier that knocked Matt Moore's block off there uh, for that hit now that he's been fined for it. You know what? It's speed of play. It's the the referees. I, I didn't have a problem necessarily with the call. I know I understand the officials being in their shoes. The angle, the speed, and and just trying to cover your own butt. Uh, but when it comes to the rest of this whole thing, you know, Dupree is just a very solid player. If he would have played a full season, it would have been very exciting to see what what would have happened. He'd probably be Vic, a double-digit sacks. Be- like- yeah, I was just about to say that. Vic Beasley numbers. Vic Beasley had four sacks, I believe, last year. I think he ended with like 15 and a half or something. I think, to be honest with you, Bud Dupree would have put – put up Vic Beasley type numbers of the Atlanta Falcons and everybody would be like, Oh my God, greatest pick in the last few years. And then everybody would be like, Oh no, Ryan Chazier. Then the whole debate start happening. But I think that Bud Dupree is on his way to being a stud and he has provided pressure and just continuity at that defensive line position. I mean, we're talking about a defensive line without Cameron Hayward. And how good everybody's doing. LT Walton. I mean, James Harrison playing at a high level. Everybody on that defensive line is playing at a high level. And I think that this is a defensive line and a, a total defense with a secondary and everything that is able to go into Foxborough if necessary. Go go Texans. But if necessary, <laughs> um, and they can beat Tom Brady. I, I think that. I think they can apply pressure, especially if Nate Soldier on the left side, left tackles playing because, my goodness, that guy couldn't even guard Jarvis Jones. Good luck guarding James Harrison, buddy. Well, that's what we were talking about. I think with like Eric Fisher and even Mitchell Schwartz, and who's going to be who who's going to be protecting the edge and everything here. Who's going to line up against James Harrison? 
I could see either one of these guys having a day. And yeah, Spud Dupree, um, as I was saying, like Joey, uh, bringing up Joey Porter's name, because if you remember during training camp, the B, or maybe just before training camp, coming out of the mini camps and OTAs and whatnot, the offseason workouts, Joey Porter predicted that Dupree would have double digit sacks. And then that all kind of got swept under the rug and forgotten because he was on injured reserve there for nine weeks or so, or whatever the minimum is. I think it's at least week eight until you could start practicing for if you're placed on IR at the beginning of the season or uh, with designation to return, of course, uh, only one player could come back. So uh, yeah, you know what? I, I feel good about this. I feel great. I actually feel great about this. It'd feel even better if Cam Hayward was still out there, but Javon Hargrave, LT Walton, they're still getting things done. This defense looks really good. They're young. They're quick. And they just keep improving from week to week. I think that Alex Smith is going to see some different looks than what he's what he was used to, even from uh, earlier this year. And even as far as like uh, these bad little scat backs to get their passes, like West and uh, and Ware, and how the Eagles ate us up, it sure helps having like Sean Davis and Ryan Shazier out there. And then again, like I said, Bud Dupree capable of coverage closing uh, closing down the angles. And even if they don't make the tackle, you see a lot of times where these guys get there in a position Shazier did it uh cut off Matt Moore Matt Moore had to come right back and got stuffed by either Walton or it was actually Stefan Tudor who came back and that was fourth down and forced that stop so very optimistic about this but it is it's time to go buddy uh I get, yeah get we could talk here. we could talk for for <laughs> years I mean we love our Pittsburgh Steelers we're ready for a fight I mean, I, we're not fighting out there. They are. But I know they're ready for a fight. I'm just ready to watch this and not get into a fight because I, w- I want Pittsburgh to win. So I, I'm ready. I think that they, they got it, and uh, they're ready to rock and roll. I appreciate you having me on the on the show, Joe, as always. Yeah, and as always, uh, appreciate you taking the time to join me here. Nathaniel Bodner from Steel City Report. I'm Joe Kuzma from Steel City Underground. Until next time, folks, go Steelers and be safe. Be safe out there, be good out there, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11-10-18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.